0: We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. Hello everybody and welcome to the Spry Space podcast. I'm Lacey and today I have the fabulous Miss Amber here with me. Hey everybody. Okay, so today we are talking about a very timely topic. The name of this podcast is social media during a global pandemic. So Amber, why did we choose to write about this? How did this come up for us as a group? Well,
1: first of all, at first when they said you have to work from home, we kind of all were like, maybe a little arrogant about it like yep we got this you guys are going to love it working from We've home is We've been doing the this best. forever. Exactly. We were built for this, right? But then we started noticing during our morning meetings on Mondays and Tuesdays that we were spending a good amount of time just leaning on each other. Sometimes there were tears. We won't lie about that. About how taxing things were starting to become even within our jobs. So all of a sudden it came to us that Our work from home job is actually being affected by this. And so therefore, we thought that maybe other social media managers and business owners were feeling the same things we were feeling. So we thought we'd put it out there because they say
0: misery loves company. Yes, I feel like most of our podcast topics are born from frustration of some sort. That's true. It's like if it hurts enough, we will do the work to research and figure out how to help with the problem. Yeah,
1: it's true. And I think it took us a while to realize why we were having these frustrations. It was hard to kind of put it into words. So once we did, we literally put it
0: into words and threw up a blog. So, <laughs> so let's talk about some of the things that we were experiencing that brought some of that frustration and, and made it so that we needed support from one another.
1: Yeah. I think the first thing that was kind of unanimous and that we were all going through is that we were experiencing this influx of troll behavior, which we'll be really honest. One of the values that Spry brings to our clients is that we take care of that stuff for our clients. You know, They don't have to constantly monitor their posts and make sure that they're not going crazy Being that that's our value, it's also in this situation where we were having this huge influx of negativity or just people looking for a reaction. We were like, what is going on? But I mean, if we really think about it, more people are home. They have more time on their hands. And let's face it, they're grumpy.
0: This is not fun. They're getting antsy. From my perspective and what I saw on channels too, it's like, I would say about half of the comments that were coming through that seemed troll like were maybe bot looking, you know, where they're adding a link or a meme that doesn't have any context whatsoever. And it's just negative. And so you can just hide that pretty quickly. But then half of them were people who maybe normally you wouldn't call trolls, but they're just very um, angry. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And just looking for reasons to pick something apart.
1: I mean, I feel that a little bit too. So I kind of like, I think that's why it's easy to identify because we're all feeling like we go through waves of emotions through this, you know, like on a daily basis, it's like, okay, I got this. Um, Okay, no, I don't have this at all.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, for me too, that was difficult because it's like, okay, at what point do I hide some of these comments and at what point do they actually have to be addressed? And so, that's a thing that we leaned on with ourselves as a group too is, okay, what should I do with this comment? You know, shall we hide it? Shall we comment back to it? And that was really helpful for us to be able to do as a group.
1: Yeah, it is nice to have a team available to kind of lean on in those situations because how many screenshots did we send each other and say, guys, look at this, What do I, how do I respond or, or that kind of thing? I will, just a little shameless plug, you actually wrote a blog a little while ago that we could send people to about how to address trolls. It's so relevant right now. We have kind of some guidelines within Spry on, can you use the comment as, a time to educate the rest of your potential clients or your clients on your business or product, or is it just downright negative, no value whatsoever, that kind of thing. So what to do when a troll is a whole nother podcast is a whole nother blog. And we do have those resources available on our website if you guys need that. But if you're having that influx of troll activity, we hear you, we understand you, it's not fun, but you know, kind of in lo- in line with that, we're just noticing too, just in general, people are pretty sensitive right now. They're nitpicky. They're just looking for every single hint of someone out of compliance with the stay at home order or not wearing your mask or, or your gloves or you're wearing them the wrong way. They're just looking to pick. And it's hard not to take it personal when it's day in and day out over six, seven, eight different clients. It's hard not to either take it personal, let it go to your heart or start your reply with, Hey, listen here, Karen, you know, it's it just,
0: it's hard to kind of know. Don't you feel like we have anybody who's managing a social account right now just has so much more pressure on them because of this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention the fact that it changes daily, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it, you think you've got a handle on it and then there's a wrench thrown in. And every company, some are working, some are not. Some are working differently. Some are doing it the
0: exact same as they always have. I mean, it's just, it's tricky. I don't know a different word for it. One thing that we learned a lot from this situation, I would say, because I mean, yes, we were frustrated. Yes, we've had this increase in troll activity but and, and negativity as a whole. But honestly, we've been learning so much. One of the big points that you brought out in your piece here is about planning right? So we normally plan so far ahead with our social media content and we can't do that now. So so what does the content planning situation look like during a global pandemic?
1: Right. So we had photos lined up for the next quarter, right? So when this kind of started happening back in late February, early March, we had taken those photos for our clients, usually in December or maybe early January for you know, January, February, March, or March, April, May. And so there are people next to people in them. People are not wearing masks. People are not wearing gloves. A lot of those images that we took for these few months that we're in right now are completely unusable. And that's hard. So we've had to make a pivot there. Or one of our favorite tricks right now is throwback. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And like, just mention like this picture was taken a long time ago in some casual way in your content. It's tricky.
0: I've developed it as like an entire campaign. Remember when, Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like, remember when we could get together in groups and I'll just start the post with remember when. Yep.
1: I love it. I mean, our name is Spry and that name came from being agile. Spry like a fox, right? That's the whole entire brand. And we are being tested to that name so much yes. right now. And it's kind of fun. I mean, we're all easily we're living up to it. Thank goodness we have a team to lean on for those business owners and social media managers who are just doing it for their business. And they they're directly responsible for the content. I think that this podcast is for them because they really, who else do you go to? Yeah, in those situation. So I feel fortunate for that. So
0: So what other things are we learning? I I did a calculation the other day and realized that as a group, we manage over 50 social media accounts. So like from the 50 social media accounts that we all manage, what are we learning? What other things are we learning that you wrote about here?
1: In line with, you know, kind of having those photos that are not usable anymore, we have just had to throw away our plans and create a new structure. We used to write posts In advance, we have to kind of like, you know, where we were writing maybe three weeks in advance, we've had to kind of cinch that into just doing weekly. So I guess it's just telling yourself that it's okay to create a new structure because that plan is going to be just as effective, but it's just for now. So it's temporary, it will pass, but you're going to have to create a new structure and as you're learning what the problems are, come up with solutions that kind of reach a broad spectrum so that you can create that overarching plan and attack it. Perfect. You should have more frequent check-ins and meetings with either your clients if you're managing several accounts or with your bosses or or the powers that be who are responsible for the day-to-day operations so that as things are changing because they're changing so rapidly, you need to make sure that you're ready to pivot for what content is good uh, from week to week. Because let's face it, you might have something lined up one week and it's not good by the time it's actually ready to
0: post. So more frequent check-ins. Yep. Because a regulation, a, a rule, a guideline from the government might change between the time that you plan a piece of content and it's ready to be published.
1: Right. Especially as we're starting to ease back into some of these industries going back to work you know, everybody's going to look different again. <laughs> There's no rules that are set for any kind of time right now. So, you know, we're also learning that work-life balance is not as easy as that used to be. We're encouraging everyone to take a good long look at the new normal, figure out where the shift can be made so you can actually prevent yourself from handcrafting a foil hat and sitting in a bathtub full of rubber duckies. Listen, um, <laughs> how do you know what I do on my weekend? Right. <laughs> Probably because I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, we collaborated on this and asked for the whole teams Like, what are you struggling with? And what are some of the ways that you've addressed those struggles? And uh, to this work-life balance, Adrienne gave a great suggestion. I think that we all do this in one way or another, but just being intentional about it. She says she has coffee alone before she starts her day every day. And she just kind of sits without devices or anything else. She just kind of sits in the piece and is still at, while she's having her coffee. And that's what helps her kind of center herself for the day. And I
0: think that that's brilliant advice. One that I've been doing that's been really helpful too. And I think Rachel mentioned this as well is setting a really firm cutoff for when I'm done working. You know, since my kids are home, instead of working through maybe 6 p.m. or something, I'm, I have a pretty firm 4 p.m. cutoff At that time, I've got to go outside with my kids and have some time with them or else it's like the whole day just turns into a frustrating back and forth.
1: Yeah, that's super important. The good news is we normally schedule posts for the best time of day and the best day of the week so that it's the most traffic for our specific client. Right now, we're looking at all the graphs and all the charts and all the data about when people are online. And it's pretty consistent from like 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. It is level Sunday through Saturday. Like Which is different. Day. It's different than what we normally see. There's usually very specific times that are better than others while people are at their normal jobs, working their normal hours. So because of that, it has given us the freedom to kind of choose what days that we want to post things so Rachel has stopped letting anything go out on Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays so that she's not stuck babysitting posts all weekend. That's and, so smart. Um, it's so smart. And it's definitely something that I implemented this last weekend. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so nice not to have my <laughs> phone blowing up. like. And there is now, it didn't used to be when I'd see a notification, so-and-so commented, I normally would just wait until it was time to work again before I addressed it. Now with the troll activity, I'm stressed about it all the time. So I think that that is, of all the advice, that's probably one of my favorite things that we came up with.
0: Yeah, it's it's the most practical and you can just apply it right away and see a a reduction in stress.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 100% true. Obviously, we're learning a ton of things right now. There are some positives.
0: Let's talk you, about some you, of the positives. You, you yeah. know, I'm an optimist. I'm a, you I, I believe in, in stubborn gladness. So tell me the positives.
1: I can't tell you guys how many times we'll be in a meeting and we're all boohooing and Lacey is like, but you guys want to know something cool. And she spins it positively. It's, <laughs> and we're like, Oh yeah, you're right. But that's not what this is about right now. <laughs> So right now, the biggest positive, I think that, and you called this a long time ago. I remember when we were first saying, what's going on? You know, when we were first trying to wrap our heads around what is actually happening, you called this out. There is a global relatability going on. We are all experiencing the same tragic world. Even though our situations might all be different, we're collectively going through the same COVID-19 disaster. So because of that, the content can be created a little bit easier as far as a relatability department goes. And people are just generally online right now looking for a sense of community. They're home and they're looking for a place to belong. They're looking for interaction. Because of that, for the most part, we're seeing an increase in engagement rates, which is fantastic.
0: I've been noticing, especially if it's um like smaller local businesses, there is like a rallying. It actually gives me like a little bit of goosebumps when I talk about it. There's like a rallying of support that comes if you already have a brand that's community focused and you stay present on social media, there's like this rallying of your community where they're trying their best to support you and and there's just this this definite increase in love and engagement. It's like one of my favorite things to watch. Sometimes we'll let a troll comment just sit for a
1: minute if we know that our community will come to our rescue. And I think that you have some clients that you've really seen a lot of that. So let's just see what people say. And then the next thing you know, that person is just getting put in their place by the community who loves and supports you it shows others that, okay, well, that's just one person. Look at all this love that they're getting, you know?
0: Yeah, that's all you could ever ask for from a social media (laughs) presence is a community that supports you so you don't have to fight trolls yourself.
1: (laughs) right? Yeah, it's awesome. Here comes my army. You better watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. With that global relatability, there is one thing that you should be careful of, and this is something that Jessica has pointed out. She reminds us that even though we have this Awesome relatability factor going on, it's still super important that you stand out. Don't create the same content that everyone else is just because it is relatable to everyone. So, do something if you get an idea, do something that makes it different so that you stand out and you're not doing the same thing as everyone else.
0: Like, um, just don't be lazy about it. Don't you know, it's easy it. to be lazy about relatability anytime. But even more now, you know, you don't, you can't just put on there. We know that you're stuck at home. So, yeah, you know, okay. They've seen that in their feed 30 times today. So how can you get them in a way that means a little bit more to them and means a little bit more to your brand?
1: Yep. You're going to have to dig down deep and get creative.
0: Okay. That's really good. So anything else that's included in there?
1: I think above all, we just give yourself grace. This stuff is super hard. And know that like Spry is doing this for say 50 clients across the board. So we're feeling it right along with you. When they say Misery Loves Company, I guess this is exactly what they mean. So we'll be your company in this as social media (laughs) managers. We spend a lot of time on these platforms and it's full of scary and negative and overwhelming content all day, every day right now. So it is hard and it's wearing on our hearts too. So if you're feeling that, Understand that you're not alone. Give yourself some grace and just push through. It'll get better. We'll adapt. It's going to be okay. And we'll get through this.
0: And you're not making it up. You're not crazy. You know, the reason that so much of this pressure is compounded on social media is because there aren't places that people can go and get their information from in a physical space. And a lot of times they can't even call the business because the business is closed, you know. And so where can people find information it's all compounded on their social media channels so you know it's not a surprise that this is happening but it is difficult and so lean on each other and we'll get through it it's temporary
1: yep yep
0: okay you did so good on this i <laughs> i love you. this piece of content i hope that people who are experiencing any of the negatives and any of the positives can see this and feel seen as well you know
1: yeah yep seen and okay. encouraged that's all i expect
0: at the end of every SprySpace podcast episode, I like to ask people where they've been working. So, you know, we've always had this remote working lifestyle. So, where have you been working? Interesting lately, Amber.
1: <laughs> the irony of that question does not go by me. I've been stuck at home. I actually am immunocompromised, so I might be being a little more careful than some people, but I am lucky that I live in a county where our risk is pretty minimal still. So, I have been home so much. (laughs) So that's really the only place that I have worked at actually in the last couple of months. However, I will say I did get a new fire pit. Thank you. Home Depot curbside pickup. That's right. Sitting on my back patio. And I was so excited about that fire pit that I volunteered to do the fireside chat live because I was like, you guys, I'm going to one up you and get a real fire going. (laughs) And then promptly announced that I will not be volunteering for that anytime soon. <laughs> it's more nerve wracking than you realize, isn't it? Ah, uh, it is super nerve wracking. I don't know why. I just ah, uh, I I would like to get better at that,
0: but it was super uncomfortable. I think the reason that live video is sometimes nerve wracking is because like you don't have a live audience to go back and forth with you, so you just have to kind of guess how they're yeah. reacting, and you're your own conversationalist well and once you're
1: in a live video like you're set up how you're set up unless you want to kind of change the rules if you will because I had mine set up and I couldn't see I could see that people were commenting and I would have loved to engage with them because that's the fun part of being live but I set my camera up too far away from me and I couldn't see it (laughs) so I'm not so good at Facebook live I guess and that's okay
0: all right. The last time one of my kids bombed it and the first 45 seconds of my live is telling him go away until I'm done. So oh gosh, <laughs> you know
1: what? Mommy is hard too. <laughs> it is.
0: Okay. So if you love this content and you want to hear more from us, where can you find us, Amber? So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the
1: handle at think spry. We're on LinkedIn at spry, social Media Marketing. And maybe our favorite place to find us is our Facebook group that is titled Spry Space, where we help social media managers and business owners collaborate with other social media managers and business owners. Whenever you get stuck, need some ideas, that's a great place to go.
0: Okay, wonderful. I hope you all are exploring every corner of your home as you're home working. I hope that your troll response skills are becoming honed. And I hope you have a community of people who can support you during this time. Like we have. So yeah. And if you don't spry space, face. that's right. <laughs> all right. We appreciate you all so much and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.